what up folks what's going on welcome to episode 113 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz thank you very much for listening in this episode i speak about watching john leguizamo's latin history for morons available on netflix i also speak about watching a series of half hour comedy specials under the name the degenerates also available on netflix yo netflix should sponsor this fucking show I also speak about watching season four, the latest season of Better Call Saul. Then I wrap things up with speaking about something dope that in elementary school, I think here in New York, I just tried uh, finding, like Googling it and and finding the original uh, news story that I heard it from, but I heard it on New York One, which reports mainly on New York shit. It's like the local news here. Um, I saw it on there, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it now. But, uh, regardless, it's a dope concept and idea of something that they have going on and something really cool that I recently found out about that has to do with an Amazon prime original program, original show and podcasts. Stick around if you want to listen to any of that good stuff. But first a word from our sponsor spoiler alert the sponsor is me for those of you that are new to the podcast there's a couple ways you can help support rate and review the podcast on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcasting platform another way you can help support the podcast is by shopping on amazon but instead of going to amazon.com go to spuntoday.com and click on the affiliate links tab on my website There you'll see an Amazon banner. Click that and it'll take you to Amazon.com. There you'll do your shopping like you normally do and it will not cost you anything extra. But it will help support the podcast just for driving traffic to their website. So John Leguizamo has this one-man show, one-man play that was on Broadway and I really wanted to see but didn't get to. My brother saw it. He told me it was dope. And I'm just a big fan of John Leguizamo. Always have been. He, uh, like his his like comedic acting, and really, really, really like his one man shows. He has four, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen three. Uh, the first one was Freak, which I loved. It was like my absolute favorite, which came out in like 1998, and I saw it sometime back then. Um, but then I rewatched it a couple years ago, and it holds up. It was uh, super cool and entertaining. Then he has another one called the second one, called uh, Sexaholics, or Sexaholic, and then followed by Ghetto Clown. And I saw one of those two. I don't remember which one it was. I f- want to say it was Sexaholic, but I'm starting to think it was Ghetto Clown. I'm not sure. But uh, the latest one made me want to like go back and uh, rewatch uh, the first one, definitely, and uh, the other two as well. And coughing just reminded me to apologize for not being able to record an episode, a new episode uh, for the last release. But I was feeling like shit and sounded like shit if you guys heard from my intro. Not that I sound too much better now but or normally rather 
but I'm sure you guys wouldn't want to hear an hour or so of me sounding the way I was sounding. Also, I thought uh, it would be cool, and it's kind of like a little podcast hack, podcast cheat, if you will, to uh, re-release old episodes in um, just introducing old episodes to a newer audience that may not go back and listen to like the entire back catalog, even though the back catalog of the Sponsor Day podcast is and always will be completely free for your listening pleasure. Um... But I know most most folks, you know, if they stumble upon this podcast, aren't going to go back and listen to every single one. So it's a kind of a cool way to reintroduce some some content, which is you know still relevant. I re-release the uh, audiobooks that I make from my own short stories that I've written, and I like re-releasing those. I've done that I think two or three times already with different stories uh, because the first time that I actually recorded the audiobook versions of those short stories was like three, four years ago in some cases. So it's cool in that sense to release it. Plus it gives me a little break, I guess, from recording. Not that I want one, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's needed. As you guys saw with uh, me being sick or, you know, if uh, life circumstances just do not permit but back to John Leguizamo, besides his uh, one-man shows, I like his, the movies that he's in, from comedic acting roles, like this movie from back in the day, that I think was called Freak 2 for some reason, um, but I'm not positive on that. It was about some, it was like a corny, silly comedy, um, but he was just good in it, with him going to some like rich guy's house, and then the rich guy wanting to like hunt him or some sh- some shit like that to more serious roles like uh as of more recently the cop that he played the partner of Brian Callen in the Ice Cube and Kevin Hart uh cop movies i forget what they're called uh to other roles like more like sappy roles like uh uh he has a lot of fucking range Actually, sappy roles like uh, I guess you have to right when you do when you're like a theater actor as well. Um, what's the movie I was thinking of? This movie when he like he was married to a black girl. And it's like a Christmas movie. It's like a black uh Christmas movie. That's pretty good too. And I don't know, I'm just a, a fan of John Leguizamo's and uh this latest uh one man show that was on Broadway is called Latin History for Morons. And it was captivating. It's entertaining, and he, you know, he makes it funny. He makes it heartfelt with his relationship with his son, which is pretty much the entire plot of the story is him telling a story about his son and helping his son out with something. He drops some gems, also about Latin history, which, as a a Latin Dominican American guy myself, uh, resonates. And it kind of makes you want to look back on certain things that he says that you're like, damn, is that true? Let me, you know, look that up. Or uh, certain books that he referenced and, like, the research that he was doing to help his son out with uh, a school project that he had. And it was, so it was uh, really informative and just captivating, just entertaining and funny and, and dope to watch. I like plays, like you guys know. And I was bummed out that I didn't get to see this one. Um, and then 
was that much more excited when I saw that it was on Netflix. And a play on Netflix, I thought wouldn't work. Like, it kind of, you know, seeing a recording of a play, I feel like takes away from it. And I'm sure it is. It did. I'm sure in, uh, in person it was probably better. Um, but I always thought that concept odd. And which is why I haven't seen uh, this play that I do want to watch. And now I'll probably definitely will watch it because I saw that, you know, the, the medium kind of works on, on, on Netflix on, you know, a recording is a play with uh, Nick Kroll and uh, John Mulaney. They play like two old guys or something like that. I want to check that out. But anyway, I didn't think it would work and it did. I was excited when I saw that it was on Netflix and hopefully Netflix actually gets his uh back catalog of the other one man shows that Leguizamo has. Maybe they do already. Gotta check that shit out. Anyway, here's a cool little excerpt that I wanna play for you guys from this show. Like I said, it's about uh has to do it's a lot of like father and son stuff, which you guys know uh gets me every time. And always has. And I think more so now, maybe it resonates more now that I am a father and I see it from the other angle, from the other way, because before it and still does like get to me in terms of, you know, me being on the being a son side of things. Uh, But now I get to kind of sort of see things, not kind of sort of, I get to see things from both sides, being a son and a father. And it's pretty dope. It's pretty interesting. And I don't know, this like small little scene just resonated with me. And bam, I had my comeback. I was the father I wanted my son to have. And then my wife just elbows the shit out of me. John, shh, would you be quiet? <laughs> Buddy's about to talk. And then at that exact moment, I hear them call my son's name out loud and, uh, this was the moment, man. This is the moment I've been dreading my whole life because I couldn't go up there with him anymore. I couldn't help him. I couldn't fix it for him. I couldn't save him. I just, I just had to let go. John, shh, would you be quiet? Not everything's about you, John. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I see my son approaching the podium and I, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that was my boy. I mean, who was this kid? Who was this amazing young man walking towards the podium? And I'm not going to play the rest because it's kind of towards the end and it might ruin it. But what he does next is pretty much like walks up to the podium as his son and and acts out his son's part of that scene. And But just that little snippet, especially the part where he says that he was the father or became the father that he wanted his son to have was like just so such a visceral point such a succinct point you know when you hear something and you just get it and like understand it like wholeheartedly from every and any way that you can understand something and get something like you know that you get it it's like hearing something that you've always felt said in a way that you've never said it and you've never been able to articulate or that you've never even heard before 
Like that's how that was to me. So needless to say, I recommend you guys checking that out. Again, it's John Leguizamo's Land History for Morons, and it's available on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, the official unofficial sponsor of the Sponsor Day podcast, I mentioned uh, two episodes ago, episode 111, that The Degenerates uh, was going to come out, and it did, and I saw a whole bunch of them. Joey Coco Diaz killed it as expected. He was really funny. It's cool to see Joey on like a big stage, like uh, Netflix, like a you know a big platform like this because he's kind of like the guy that you didn't expect to make it but made it. He's like the underdog that you root for, even though you know he won't win but then he does so it's like dope as hell you know what i mean um i really want to see what he does with an hour uh you know i've seen him uh i've seen him live i you know met him took a picture with him and shit and i listen to the church of what's happening now podcast all the time and i've seen his one hour um uh special that he had before this one on CISO which was a platform that uh, uh, no longer ex- exists. And now I finally got this uh, half-hour Netflix special, and he he wasn't too happy with it. You know, he, he's spoken about it, like, on, on the podcast and on Rogan's podcast as well, that, you know, it wasn't his, his... He wasn't happy with it. He wasn't happy with how it came out. And he feels that he, like, kind of, like, restrained himself a bit for Netflix, you know, for being on, on this big stage, and I think you even mentioned that they gave him, like, a couple notes with certain things that they wanted to, like, trim or cut down, or whatever, in his half hour, and he, he actually complied, but then he regretted it, uh, because it wasn't, you know, it didn't come out as, as, like, pure as he wanted, I guess, but I really enjoyed it, I saw it twice, and, you know, laughed a lot, and it was just, it was, it was cool. It was like vindicating in like a weird way to see um Joy on the stage and it was it was pretty dope. He was either my first or very close second favorite special of the all the degenerate specials. And I'll get into the the other one next. But uh he has this hilarious bit that you know the special's out already, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. He speaks about being an older guy. You know, it's Joey's uh, 51, 54, something like that. He speaks about the F word that you're not supposed to say anymore. The F word that uh, rhymes with maggot. He, if you don't know Joey, he has this like larger than life personality. And he gets, uh, he goes on these like pissed off like rants. And... Uh, he starts flipping out about not being able to say say that word anymore, and he's like, he's like, I'm an old man. You can't change the fucking rules in between, right? When I was younger, you could say it. Now you can't. I'm an old man. You can't change the fucking rules in between, which I thought was just like hilarious and like the concept of it. And he was like, plus it didn't even mean what it means. I didn't mean it wasn't uh, a word for for a gay person. He was like, um, 
he says something to the effect of, you know, when, you know, you're walking down the street and an ambulance passes by and it has its sirens like uh, blaring and there's a guy standing on the corner and he puts his fingers in his ears while the ambulance drives by because he doesn't want to like hear like the sounds. That's a faggot. (laughs) He's like, it's not, it doesn't mean gay person. I don't know, that shit's just funny as fuck to me. And, um, he's just funny as hell to me. I hope he gets a, from the popularity of this, a, uh, hour special through Netflix as well. Or one of the other, you know, like, big-time places, like, either a Showtime or, or Comedy Central, but Netflix is definitely, like, the premier place now for stand-up comedy but they have like so much of it that that's the argument right like it's like there's like so much of it so much stand-up comedy now available on netflix that it's kind of like diluting it um but you know i've spoken about this in the past and i don't think that's the case it's like there's something for everyone like you like different styles or different types of comedy can take your pick you know what i mean i don't think there has to be a limited amount in order for them to you know I don't think a limited amount of specials automatically makes them all good or a larger quantity of them good. You know, they could be still be, if there's 10 specials, there could still be eight of them that are dog shit. Or they could be 100 and fucking 80 of them are dog shit or 20 of them are dog shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Anyway, the other special that I thought was, was awesome, and it's a, another comic that I like, and he's more of he kind of like overlaps with that whole uh like rogan camp and comedy store scene but he's from new york and he overlaps by way of ari uh shafir which i guess like became cool with him when ari moved to new york and you know he was in the comedy scene here in new york and um you know since becoming cool with ari and being on ari's podcast and uh, was introduced, I guess, to to Rogan. It was a Rogan's podcast a couple of times, and just seems like a cool cat. And I like his his stand up. I've seen, uh, I saw his not a special, but a show that Ari had called uh, "This Is Not Happening," which was on Comedy Central. It's a show that actually Comedy Central still has it. It, it was Ari's show originally. He sold it to Comedy Central and hosted it for a couple seasons and then uh they parted ways had some creative differences but netflix you know kept the the name and the idea and ari still does a he calls it a quote unnamed story storytelling show or something like that it's you know the pretty much the same concept same same thing same show but the original because ari created this shit Anyway, I saw Big J's, uh, Big J Ogerson's story on there, and I thought it was really cool and funny. And, uh, you know, I've heard him on podcasts, and, and I like the guy. This is the first uh, special that I saw completely, a uh, half-hour special of his that I saw. And I honestly thought it was uh, the best one, along with Joey's. It was, like, number one or very close number two. And, you know, when I think of, like, bits from either set, I like uh, Joey's more than I like Big J's more. And they're, you know, top one and two, pretty much, of the degenerate specials. So definitely check that one out as well. I also liked 
Brad Williams, I would say, was the next funny funniest one to me. Um, I, I also saw, and Brad Williams is a small person. I'm not sure what the you know PC term is or whatever, but he calls himself a midget. So, and I, but I know that you know you're not supposed to use midget. So, um, he's really self-deprecating and and just had like some funny jokes, uh, which were interesting, and he was like really high energy, which is pretty cool. And um, Christina Pajitsky, I saw some of hers, and I like Christina. She's a, a co-host of Your Mom's House podcast and married to another dope comic, which is uh, Tom Segura. But her comedy, I saw her one-hour uh, special, which she had. Uh, she has currently on Netflix called uh, Mother Superior, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I thought it was good. Didn't love it, but I thought it was good. And I felt the same way about this uh, half-hour one. You know, she's obviously a, a seasoned, polished comic, but just, you know, like I was saying, you know, different tastes, you know, for different people. She's not exactly my cup of tea in terms of comedy, but I could appreciate the fact that I know it's good, good quality. You know what I mean? Um, Then I saw... <coughs> Some of Yamanika's uh, special, which was also under the uh, Degenerates. And there was one other one, which I did not see. Or I did not watch yet. But definitely worth a watch of absolutely uh, the Joy Diaz and the Big J one. And if you want to give any of the other ones a shot, feel free. You might see something in them that I did not. Or, you know, you might like them more than I did, but definitely without a doubt, you'll enjoy the Joy Diaz one, and, or the Big J Okerson one. Again, they're streaming now on Netflix, and it's called The Degenerates, and they're only a half hour long each, you know, it's not a long, hour long uh, comedy special, so it flies by. A couple bits and you're done. So go laugh a little, folks. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is starting, starting to turn the Breaking Bad corner, I think. And especially with the way of how season four ended. Spoiler alert. And we're beginning to see in this season a lot more overlap with the origins of how a lot of things came to be in Breaking Bad. Like things that ex existed. For example, the. Um, lab where Walter White and uh, cooks for the Pollos Hermanos guy, Frank, and the, you know, like that secret entrance from the laundromat place. Like you get to see in Better Call Saul the way that place was built and what it took to create it, basically. Hector Salamanca in Better Call Saul is, you know, fine and well and a uh, drug dealer that is rising to the ranks and or at least trying to. And you find out how he becomes paralyzed, which he is all throughout uh, Breaking Bad. And it's pretty much the doing of 
my boy Nacho, which I don't remember from Breaking Bad, but I really like his character in Better Call Saul. So I'm assuming he gets clipped sometime next season. And I really think that next season might be the last, or they might stretch it out to a sixth season. But uh, next season definitely might be the last of Better Call Saul, and if I had to guess. And it's I'm just saying that because the way it ends is that Jimmy McGill, which is a.k.a. Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad, he's disbarred, or not completely disbarred, but suspended and loses his uh, license to practice and for about a year or year and a half or something like that and then he has to like appeal it after that year and a half and show that he's you know a productive member of society and he's able to practice again etc cetera, etc cetera. so what he does is at the end and this is like the big reveal of how jimmy mcgill becomes saul goodman is that he uh, wins his appeal finally after like a second attempt and then um says that he wants to practice under a DBA and that DBA is obviously Saul Goodman. I feel like in this season you get a lot of what made Jimmy McGill, what broke, what was the straw that broke the camel's back and what made Jimmy McGill turn into Saul Goodman finally. Uh, Cause he, he always had this like shady kind of side to him, this, willing to do underhanded things kind of side but was and you know is by all accounts uh you know a good guy cares about his his girl kim and uh took care of his brother in terms of like his sickness and like mental issues but then his brother uh passes away and he held those feelings uh about his brother's uh, passing uh, pretty close to his chest and didn't show emotions about it to the point that uh, his girl Kim was worried about him, wanted him to go see a psychiatrist, etc. And I feel like he always wanted to make his brother proud, but never felt like he did, never felt like he was good enough. And then when he died, it kind of like resented the fact that he died and he would just like never be able to to um show him that you know he was good enough the shit is that what he was great at what he was really good at was those shady scamming type of 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 things that he probably wanted his brother to like see the genius in some of his schemes and you know he never did because his brother was very like on a straight and narrow and that actually reminded me a bit of, if you guys remember from the movie Boiler Room, which is one of my favorite movies, where Seth tells his father, which is a judge, that, you know, he ran this legit business and that his dad had to be, you know, impressed if he just would have, like, stepped foot in the casino one time. It was an illegal, you know, card game uh, by Queens College that he set up to, like, service the Queens College kids. And, you know, that's how he was, like, paying his way through school and making his money and paying his rent and stuff like that. And, you know, he had a couple of employees and uh, uh, payroll and and a client list. And, you know, he had, like, a illegitimate, a legit illegitimate business. And he felt that if his father at least saw 
how he ran it and didn't just see it as like the stigma of you know being an illegal card game that he would have been proud of him in some weird way and if you let jimmy felt that way about his brother in uh better call saul then his not his realization that he wouldn't be able to to you know live up to whatever ideals uh, his brother had um of him his way to rebel against that and was also a way to rebel against the justice system in and of itself was to just double down with the whole you know scheming and scamming thing and his brother was kind of like a manifestation of the justice system to him because he was you know joe law and the season ending the way it did kind of just highlighted the fact that he's like yeah you know what fuck this i'm going all in on this other side and it was a pretty dope season but like i said i think it's coming to an end a fifth season that's a touch more higher paced than the fourth one was would be great um even though you know the fourth season was really good don't get me wrong but i just mean that i could see them doing a fifth and a sixth season uh just to lay everything out um but if they do it a bit more higher paced they can wrap things up i think in the fifth season cram a few more things into each episode in the fifth one easier said than done right and spoken from a guy that's never in a fucking tv show let alone you know breaking bad one of the greatest tv shows ever followed up by one of the greatest sequels to a tv show ever vince gilligan and uh peter gould hit me up i got some some uh, gems for you guys ironically enough <laughs> all right so like i said in the beginning of the show there was this story that i heard on new york one which is a news uh, local news uh, station when you have a uh, spectrum uh, cable and it's definitely my favorite news to to watch i don't know if it's the like 10 10 wins format of it where they they you know give you like the weather every 10 minutes while you're watching <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, certain stories, like every 10 minutes while you're watching and, you know, the headlines of the day and, you know, shit you need to know. Uh, traffic every 10 minutes as well. And I don't know, I like that. I listen to it and watch it like every morning. Um, they had a piece on there where this school in, that I'm assuming is in New York, because again, it's uh, a New York-based uh, show, but I couldn't find it online now. And when I Googled it, I found out that there's, you know, other schools and other states and cities and stuff that do similar things, which is great. But the school introduced uh, meditation and uh, yoga in their uh, PE class. And the uh, yoga was like, you know, an option in, in physical education. And that's pretty cool, pretty different. And what I really liked is the meditation. Like you guys know, I'm into med meditating. And I think it's so, like they showed like the students, you know, in class meditating and doing some like self-reflection exercises. Seeing that type of progressive, like forward thinking and just that like genuine effort being put into a thought, um, being put into uh these kids' education in public schools was refreshing to see and to hear. I mean, I personally know the benefits of meditation, and and I could just imagine someone that's introduced to meditation at a young age like that, like in elementary school, and being taught 
the mechanics of how it could work and someone sticking with it from like a young age, the benefits could be extraordinary for them in the future. And that makes me hopeful as a parent of parent of a, the product of a public school kid. If podcast sponsorships and uh, Patreon support doesn't begin to pick up. <laughs> um, but if it does, my kids are going to private school. So fuck. Yeah. Now let me stop. Um, but even in, you know, I see other, I guess, like parallel things where it comes to the the thought put behind the food that kids eat in school. It's not just the, you know, processed like burgers and, and pizzas that like I used to get in elementary school. <clears throat> my niece now in, in pre-K, my oldest niece, uh, she gets exposed to a variety of different foods like jerk chicken and tofu and like different things to like teach them about different foods and nutrition and you know that's like another healthy thing that's being introduced to to kids at a young age which is which i think is is just amazing so it was definitely worth a shout out here on the spun today podcast and last but not least speaking of podcasts I just want to say real quick that I think it's super cool, super dope, and like the tip of the iceberg of showing the power of podcasts. Obviously, I'm a podcaster. I believe in podcasts. I have for many years. I've said before, and I'll say it again, that podcasts will somehow, some way, change the world in the way that the internet fundamentally changed the world, and in ways that I can't fathom or articulate but something like this is just showing the range or the reach of podcasts where there was a or there is a podcast which i haven't heard that is now being made into a tv show a a amazon prime original show called homecoming starring julia roberts one of the dopest actresses out there how dope is that how fucking cool is that there's a new amazon prime original programming new tv show called homecoming which is based on a podcast and just that in and of itself is is dope but the fact that starring julia roberts is sick and with that, folks, I'm going to end the show. Episode 113 of the Spun Today podcast is in the books. I appreciate the f- fuck out of you guys for listening. And hope you stay tuned to listen to some tunes. And then hear some ways on you can how you can help support the Spun Today podcast. I'm a wonderful day, and I want.
the first that I'm hitting around. Smoking, choking, rolling, busting. Sipping on 40 ounces, thugging. Gum, gum, we got the busting rum. All night we high. Get up the back to where? Nine. I give up my nigga to give us a play, yo. Double up, nigga, what you need? We got weed to get me your dick. Think for the green leaf. Double up for the first to show, but it lay low. We get the support for creep when it rolls up. Can't get away, but it don't stay, yeah, yo, keep your bank roll yeah. We're having a celebration, let us stay high You can better believe when it's time to grind, I'm down for mine Crime after crime, gonna creep to the bag Cause mom's got a grab on the grill If we got the food, ooh. you know it's the first of the money And my nigga, we chills for real Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work? when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you etc etc stuff like that and what i do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast now you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire and if you do not choose to remain anonymous i give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Today podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to Spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for amazon you literally just click on that and it takes you to amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website so that would be a big help it literally costs you nothing extra financially just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your amazon shopping The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time 
uh, PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style store. Now, the Viral Style store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no, I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff. <laughs> but... I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a play off of Snoop, Dre, and Nate Dogg's smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day. It's like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis if you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool, and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other Uh, podcasters or creatives that also have patreon pages and you can choose to for example donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis so the spun today podcast has two uh, episodes a month so if you donate a dollar to it it'll be two dollars a month basically and you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis there are zero fees you can cancel at any time no hassle no bullshit and it's, uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate $3 per episode, you are a second tier supporter, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes up to four tiers. And each tier gets different things. Like uh, tier one gets a free Spun Today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets uh, gets those two things from tier one, as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on, on my website or available to anyone else, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it this costs you absolutely nothing whether you listen on itunes on stitcher on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on pocket casts on overcast on player fm on google play on youtube on tumblr or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subs- 
subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick, short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, an ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy. Right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.